Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Let's talk about police. And then let's talk about media. And one of the key issues as the Derek Chauvin trial in Minnesota comes to Minneapolis, Minnesota, comes to an end. And while in a Minneapolis suburb, another police officer is charged with manslaughter in the shooting death of a stopped motorist, questions are again raised about police training and their readiness to effectively patrol streets of America. Professor Maria Haberfeld is a professor of police science in the Department of Law Police Science and Criminal Justice Administration at John Jay College in New York State. She served in the Israeli National Police, and one of her books, she's written many, one of her books is Use of Force Training in Law Enforcement. Professor, thank you very much for taking the time. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. So questions are being asked about training of U.S. police and whether the training is sufficient and whether officers are truly ready when they head out onto the streets, particularly in large urban areas. And you're commenting on this situation. What do you say? Absolutely not. I always said, and I've been saying it for over two decades now, American police training is extremely deficient in comparison to other democratic countries. I would say the worst out of other democratic countries. The officers are absolutely unprepared. Uh, they might want to be police officers, and majority of them are good people who do want to be police officers, but just they're not getting the skills that they need to police effectively. So what are they going out on the streets with, and how much shit training do they have? And when they go out on the street, do they have uh, essentially the support of veteran officers who will say, I'll take you under my wings, rookie? So there's no such thing as the American policing, right? We have 18,000 different police agencies. We are extremely decentralized. No other country comes even close to what we have. We have over 700 different police academies. Um, In each state, we have hundreds of police departments. Um, They are trained differently. The shortest training module that I've seen is about 10 weeks. Uh, The longest is about 31 weeks, but average police training is about 17 weeks. Uh, About between 70 to 100 hours are devoted to the use of force training, primarily firearms. And um, there is very little, if any, training in communication skills. So when they hit the street, so to speak, they are quick to resort to the use of force, to use of their weapons, because this is how they train. And this is in their eyes the proper solution to any problem that they're facing. So when we look at the situation internationally, if you were to, and you uh, you point to Finland and Norway as two yes, countries that's, that, that, that stand out yeah. for their comprehensive yeah. training of police, what do they do in Finland and Norway? So first of all, they have police universities. So you are looking at the profession rather than some sort of a trade. You have to have an academic degree before you become a police officer. It lasts over three years. They have an integration of practical, tactical, and academic skills. Uh, They learn at the university, then they go to the precinct. They they understand or try to understand how policing is done in the field. They bring them back to the university to integrate the knowledge from the field with the academic knowledge. And what I am most impressed with is actually after they finish this uh, three years of academic instruction, Uh, They they have an interview and they ask, after everything that you've learned, after everything that you've seen, are you ready to be a police officer? And they're absolutely given the opportunity 
to say no. And there are no uh, financial repercussions or anything of that nature. So it's truly preparing the officers for what is out there and not um, pressuring the officers to graduate from the academy, even if they feel that they're not ready and start policing the streets. Um, one important thing in American policing is an average of a C or 70, if you want to quantify the numbers, is required to graduate from a police academy. Um, as an academic, as a professor, student, my students who get a C, I don't consider them good students. So, uh, so you see the problems already here. Mm-hmm. What are, have you studied Canadian policing, uh, police training? Yes, I did. I actually... How do we do? book on in Critical Issues in Police Training, which was my first book ever, I teach at Canada because you are one of the best uh, police. You have one of, you also have uh, multiple police forces. You also decentralized, but nowhere near to what we have here. You do um, excellent. I mean, you're a model for me. You have four different models of training. Um, are you out of Quebec, your, pro- your program? Because... Um, uh, are you located in Quebec? No, no, we're not in Quebec. We're oh, we're oh, in okay. we're in five provinces. Quebec isn't one of them. Okay, all right. Because uh, the Quebec, you, you have four models. Quebec model is actually the most impressive one. You also have a, a police uh, university. The recruits are required to complete a three-year college program. Okay. So, um, but there are also other holistic approaches uh, um, that combine. Uh, street tactical training with academic training and delivered on the university campuses. So there's, again, um, also very good in-service training that you have. You you truly have uh, one of the best police trainings in um, in the world. Well, that's excellent to know. Now, uh, back yeah. to the United States very quickly here as we wrap up our interview. The incidents of guns being drawn by American police seem very high. Uh, and maybe that has to do with the fact that they live in or operate in a country where there are three mil, 300 million firearms, so the police officer never knows whether or not he or she's going to be facing someone with a firearm. Anyway, I was approached years ago on a traffic stop by a police officer while I was visiting in the United States who had his hand on his gun as he approached my car. Never forgotten mm-hmm. that. That's unnerving. Yeah. So, so a, a couple of maybe um, corrections to that. Uh, we have almost 900,000 police officers. If, if they were so quick to, to use the guns all the time, you would be hearing about incidents almost on a, on a minute-by-minute basis. Right. So they are quicker than any other um, police force that I'm familiar with, but they're not as quick as they, people might think. And again, uh, traffic stops are considered to be one of the more dangerous encounters that police officers um, face in terms of losing their lives in the line of duty. Hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, a- a- every year we have number of police officers uh, killed during benign traffic stops. So they do approach each and every traffic stop with this frame of mind that anything can happen. And this is why you think them putting their hand on the gun. Okay. Well, you know, police officers do a very, very difficult job. One of the most difficult jobs in society when the rest of us are running out there, running in same place. So they deserve uh, a great deal of credit and a great deal of support for the work that they do, but they're also open to to uh, objective criticism. And the Chauvin trial in Minneapolis is, uh, is of course, making international headline news. Professor Haberfeld, really quickly, just to, to wrap up, do you trust police? Oh, I do. If you want to hear more, 
Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 